All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Doctrines of Rad. I'm Logan. What? This what? Is Drew. Oh, um, yeah. So we're going to talk to you guys about some aliens, man. Aliens, <laughs> man. <laughs> the aliens, aliens, man. man. <laughs> um, but for tonight's episode, I want to open this up with, uh, with a, a nice little uh, reminder, regardless of how this conversation goes or what we uh, <laughs> begin to conclude. How off track this one goes. Yeah. I want to remind us, right, it's like Colossians 1, 16 through 17. For, him, for in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, uh, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together uh, in a reference to Christ. So regardless if you believe in their that's good in aliens or not, Jesus rules over all. <laughs> that's that's good, man. What a on the fly. I yeah, tell you what, you guys, a little behind the scenes here. Um, I gave Logan uh, the title. I said, it's aliens, man. And I said, you got the verse for tonight? He's like, he's like, I got this. Watch this. What's <laughs> up? Hey, what's up? He's like, um, he uh he pulled out that verse, man, like he knew what we were going to be talking about already. So I'm ready uh, for you. Uh, but no, let's uh, that is good. What no matter what these things are that the uh, that our Congress is talking about and concerned about, uh, we can have confidence that through Christ, all things oh. have been made and they all serve his purposes um, and we're going to get into that. I think that, you know, it's with today's, um, quote unquote revelation with what people are talking about on social media. Uh, mm. if you haven't been following, um, Congress basically had a hearing and they had some, some whistleblower that, uh, apparently has all of this information and knowledge about, um, this government keeping extraterrestrials, um, bio, uh, evidence, biological evidence of extraterrestrials, all of these stories of, you know, and things that you would hear back in the day with the crazy guys, with the, the cardboard sign saying the end is near, you know, they're, they're talking about aliens being on the scene. You know, you had like guys like Art Bell, who ran a radio show back in the the nineties and eighties, who was just, uh, you know, a huge conspiracy theorist. And, and in 2023, all of the conspiracies are coming to pass. So yeah, it's just interesting, right? Like, that we're, go ahead. Conspiracy theories is like a trucker's like, like pastime, man. <laughs> it's like, all right. listen to is just like, Oh, my show's on aliens. Are they real? It was always the crazy uncle or the guy from uh, the History Channel with the crazy hair that's like aliens, you know, like his answer for everything. I bet there's a correlation between the people who believe in aliens and the people who are anti-government. No, couldn't be. <laughs> that's a stretch, Logan. No, man, I want that seems, government. Aliens are hiding aliens. That seems like a stretch. I don't think people <laughs> like that exist anywhere. That yeah, Are you telling me that the people that believe that uh, aliens are happening and being abducted also don't trust the government? <laughs> Get out of here. I'm telling you 100% of people who believe in aliens also hate the government. That's what If I'm there talking. was if there was ever to be a television <laughs> show about it, I would call it something like The X-Files, but you know, nothing like that's ever existed before, so who knows. You should start writing now. We'll get yeah, no, they, seasons. 
Yeah, I know this. I got a friend. His name's Chris Carter. Uh, I'll give him a call. Maybe he can produce something like that. That was the guy. I think. I think that was the name of the X Files guy. Anyway, um, well, before we before we jump into the the, the alien stuff, which we're going to get into, we're going to talk about anyway. Um, what's been going on, man? We we had a uh, you know doctrines of rad. We had Shane. Uh, I had Shane Heilman on for an interview uh, yeah. last week. Uh, the Psalms Project. Did you have a chance to listen to that? I got halfway through before. Okay, uh, cool. Interrupted, so I got before you got bored, turned it off. <laughs> I, got some, I got some finishing to do. Yeah, no, that was a good. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, as a musician myself, um, not in by any caliber what what he does, but uh, it's just fun to to hear someone that uh, has so much talent and and a love for God. And uh, it's uh, it was really cool to to discuss the way that he worked through the process of um, making these songs, putting these psalms to um, modern music. If uh, if you guys, Logan is is uh, getting his getting his baby. Hello, little one. Did you guys decide on a name yet? And you're muted, by the way. We named her Indy, like Indiana Jones. Oh. I without love it. The, without the Anna or the Jones, so just just the Indy. Aw, you could have. Well, if your last name was Jones, that would have been cool. If her name was Indy Anna Jones. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. For anybody named Jones out there. Indiana Burns. Um, well, that's cute. Oh, hi, Indy. I love that name, dude. That's fantastic. Hi, Rissa. Um, I'm not sure if it's just me, but I can barely hear Logan. Um, let me see if I can turn him up a little bit. I might be able to, I might be able to turn you up actually. Uh, oh, you're, I see you turning yourself up. Watch this blast my ears when he comes back. All right. How's that sounding? Still sounds good to me. So, uh, we'll see what, uh, Logan Aikens has to say. What's up, Bailey? Hey, Bailey. What's up? Wow. We're getting, what is happening? Did you tell people on TikTok or something that, uh, that we were going to be live? Cause I, I'm seeing all kinds of faces that I haven't seen in a while on yeah. the uh, in the chat well they probably heard we were talking about aliens so they were like oh, oh that's it well they're like interested now right they weren't yeah, interested yeah. Before, before they were like ah theology not not theology that. talking about god gross let's talk about aliens man <laughs> um well have if seen, uh have you seen a baby come out that's an alien no i dude <laughs> no i refuse i refuse when um uh, all four of my children, I never watched from the uh, the exit, and uh, I, I'm I, I feel like I'm a better man for it. I know that I may maybe not have some of the experience, um, but there are things you know, like I don't have to uh, I don't have to get my head run over by a semi truck uh, to know that I wouldn't want to have that happen. You know, my wife. So I guess the epidural worked this time compared to the last time. And uh, nice. <laughs> she, she she wakes up from a, a nap and she's like, "Hey, I feel a lot of pressure down there. Can you go get the nurse?" So I get the nurse and we like pry her legs open, right? And we look and like the baby's head's like right there. I'm like, "Oh God! <laughs> like oh. you're having the baby right now! Like that hello the baby." Ah, <laughs> uh, well. So do you feel like uh, so for if you guys didn't watch, first of all, you guys need to go back and watch the um, abolish abortion video that we did two weeks ago when we had Russell Hunter from Abolitionist Rising on the show and uh, discussed all of the things about uh, abolition and and really has been uh, I tell you what it's been a fast moving train for me since then I, I did my first. Um, abortion um 
uh, activism, uh, anti-abortion activism, abolishment. Uh, I was at the Planned Parenthood um, the day after we had done the podcast with Russell on it. You didn't fight anybody? Not this time. Um, (laughs) But I was was given a heads up on all the stories and stuff that uh, these guys have been through and and the potential for violence. And so I I, I had a talk with my wife about it. I mean, I, I do think that I'm prepared for if that happens i'm prepared to be beaten for that i i really i you know because i'm not going to fight back i'll defend myself but i'm not going to fight back um i don't think that that's the the christ-like stance and i think more you know you win more hearts that way and i think you know like just like paul and the apostles when they were beaten for preaching christ what did they do they they walked away singing praises and hymns to the lord uh, and so that's that's kind of my attitude for it. So with that being said, um, I, I will be back. I'm going to be going weekly now. I'll be back on Friday this week at the uh, abortion mill here in Kansas. Um, I will be y'all standing. Are a, y'all are still a um, Planned put Planned Parenthood state. Uh, Missouri is not, but I'm so close to the Kansas side. It takes me 30 minutes to get over to Kansas. And Kansas is still uh, in a uh, Planned Parenthood state. But, you know, just like what Russell said in the podcast, abortion is still legal in all 50 states. You know, no matter what the pro-lifers tell you, um, any woman or any person can order abortion pills online, uh, take it in the in the quiet of their home, have it be unreported and uh, have all kinds of terrible things happen uh, because of it. Uh, and no one is the wiser and they can, um, they, they may, you know, typically they say it's for, um, aborting up to a certain amount of, of weeks, but they just take more to abort at a higher, uh, at, at a, um, an older age in the womb. So, uh, abortion is no matter what these pro-lifers tell you guys, abortion is still legal and it will continue to be legal in the United States until it is abolished and criminalized. And uh, you have to, you know, God hates and and, uh, he hates partiality. Uh, An unjust balance, an unjust scale or an unbalanced scale is an abomination. And uh, and so uh, we have to be consistent with the law. And really the hope is as again, go back and listen to that podcast. It's probably my favorite podcast that we've done so far with Russell. Um, You know, fantastic interview, great information, um, that's episode 40 that is available. It's on Spotify. It's here on YouTube. Um, Logan, a few people are saying you're a little muffled, but, uh, I mean, can you guys, is he muffled, but can you still hear him and make out what he's saying? Or is he so muffled that you can't hear him at all? Uh, that's, that would be problematic if you that can't. That is the question. Cause I can hear, I can hear him. Is he so loud now that he's muffled? Uh, give us give us a heads up in the chat, guys. Let us know uh, what's going on because we can't hear it on our end. You can hear me pretty well. All right, give it a second. Move the it's it's he's using his uh, phone camera, but now I can't see you. But it may be. Is that better? Sounds good to Chat. me. It's it sounded good to me this whole time. So, move the microphone closer. I changed headphones and I was like, "What? You didn't do anything." I, I think it's is I think it's better? clearer. I think it is. Uh, it we'll is see what clear. Chat has to say. But um, yes, yeah. Right. So sorry for the sound, guys. Continue. Okay, good. 
um, continue to pray for me. Um, you know, like I said, I, I am, uh, I'm willing to, to take a few hits, uh, for the sake of standing in the gap for, uh, for these babies. And, uh, let me, can I tell you a little bit about what that experience was like before we get into the aliens? Yeah. Do, do you want to? Yeah, man. Cause I already hear you, uh, all right, so one, I got a few questions. One, I've already heard you made the uh, distinction between being a pro-lifer and an abolitionist. Correct. Which is awesome. Two, um, was what is the um, was it difficult for you to join the abolitionist rising movement? How easy was it for you? What was that like? And then three, what was it like the, yeah. the first time going? Um, so yeah, for sure, I I would no longer consider myself to be pro-life. I mean, in the sense of, yes, I, I am pro-life. I am definitely pro-people not being murdered. Uh, so for all of for, for all intents and purposes, I am pro-life. Uh, but my stance on abortion is officially, I, I consider myself to be an abolitionist. Um, I did join up with the Abolish Abortion, Abortion Missouri group. Um, and so uh, I'm I wouldn't say I, I'm more of a volunteer, um, but they, they do actually want me, dude, it was so easy to get plugged in. It was, it was literally an email sent. I got a phone call from this, the, the CEO or the, the director of the programs here in Missouri. Um, mm. We talked for about an hour on the phone. He got me connected to the, to the guys that are doing the, the, the abortion mill ministry, the gospel preaching. And, um, it was just a matter of, Hey, what day can you make it out? We need people to stand. And that really is, look, uh, you don't even have to have confidence in your ability to preach the gospel, your presence there to pray and to stand in front of these places that are murdering children is all that is being asked of you. And so, uh, I really, really encourage you guys if you have time, get yourself into these, get involved in one of these movements. They just need people. Um, the people that are doing it regularly are well-trained. Um, they're experienced. They will get you looped in and, and get you trained up. Um, but really, the, the priority is getting the people out there to do it. Uh, and so it is very easy. Uh, it was very easy for me, at least here in Missouri, uh, to go are over to Kansas. Are they in all 50 states? There are abolition. I believe there are abolitionists in almost all of the states. Nice. Um, and you can go to Abolitionist Rising and find. Uh, they have a link on there to. You can click on your state, find out the groups that are that they're connected with there, and they'll get you plugged in. So, um, and if they're if you're in a state that doesn't have one, I guess it sounds like you might have an opportunity to start a ministry if uh, if God is leading you to do that. So. Um, very easy to do, um, but what I will tell you is uh, there. It is real spiritual warfare. Mm. It is it is real, tangible, thick um, heaviness, man. There is darkness there. There is um, just, you know. I was telling my wife. I said it's one thing. It's like I know it's happening. I know it. I know it exists. I know abortions happen. Um, it's one thing to know what happens and to, to not be pleased by that. Of course, um, it is a totally different experience when you are standing out there and, and you are watching car after car pull in with the purpose of, of getting, you know, of having their child murdered in some way, uh, whether it's through a pill or just through a procedure, um, 
uh, but they are, they're there to do it. And then, so you, when you stand out there long enough, you see the car come in, you see yeah. the girl get dropped off and then you see the car leave afterwards. And the girl is, you know, um, so, you know, somewhat sedated, uh, needing help being walked out. I mean, it is, uh, it's, it's real. And, uh, I was in tears, man. I, I, I brought my kids cause I wanted them to see that this is a real thing that's going on. I wanted them to see that life is not, um, everything, you know, that, that seems great all the time. There's real evil in the world and then there's wickedness. Um, and we went to, we went to Chick-fil-A after cause the kids wanted it. You know, it wasn't because it was Christian. It just, it, but we didn't need the Jesus chicken, but we you wanted the like Jesus chicken. Child for like I know, right? Christians. We went to, oh, we're going to we go went, and do our abolishment today. And then we're right. going to go to Chick-fil-A for, for dinner. Yeah. So, so typical of, of us, but, uh, but I really was man. like, we prayed for, we, we, we played to bless, uh, prayed to bless our food and, um, and I just, I was in tears. I was, uh, just thinking of my own kids. I was thanking God for my kids. Um, it just was a very moving, uh, and it's a tough experience, but, um, it's, you just, we, we have to do, we have to do it, man. I mean, when you know that your neighbors, when God calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves and our neighbors, our preborn neighbors are being slaughtered uh, in our backyard. I mean, if, if, uh, I think Russell may have said this, but if you, if, if you found out in your neighborhood that there was a person that was trafficking kids and you saw him bringing children to his house, knowing what they were going to do, mm. would you as a neighbor be able to stand there and just be like, oh, well, somebody else will take care of it? Or would you oh, be man. actively trying to get involved in that? And, and so, um, it, man, it's just sad, dude. It's sad with, with, with that, that's, you know, the state of our country, there's no question that we are under judgment. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't we be, you know, why wouldn't we be oh, under God's judgment? The, the comment from the Imago Dei ministries, it's such a hard ministry. <laughs> I wonder what he's involved in or she. <laughs> so I think if this is the same Imago Dei that follows me on Twitter, then they are actively involved in the abolition movement. If it's the same person, which it may be, um, there's uh, a couple, uh, I, I've started to, as I was posting more abolitionist stuff, I started to get more abolitionist followers and I started to connect with other abolitionists too. So if that's them, um, I'm not sure if it's a guy or a girl, but um, yeah, I, I think they may, yes, it is cool. Binary. So binary binary <laughs> yeah binary binary yeah binary um well so all of this begs the question what is the value of life right human life not just life in general is in creation but what is the value of life overall right what is the imago dei and why does it have value right what is the image of god um which is a great segue into aliens right because if uh, yes if we're killing ourselves um before we're even born um we obviously don't seem to value ourselves very much, right? But if in the concept of celestial bodies of intelligence outside of ourselves or out there, um, that would, they would potentially have a sense of morality, right? And that's kind of where I want to drive the argument and the discussion that uh, I think Christians should be having about, um, you know, whether they should, should or should not believe in aliens. And if, one day we just end up finding evidence of alien life forms out there. What does that mean for us? What does that mean for the word of God? Yeah. How do we move forward? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really so a difficult little, to like little, even touch on aliens when we have like, I, 
I, I, I find it laughable, right? Like the whole, I was watching the congressional hearing um, and I get that it's more of a, like, what are these things if, if, if we can reverse engineer it? But if, when we have things like abortion going on and sex right. trafficking in a movie that literally said, hey, sex trafficking is happening at a higher rate than what you think about and people are profiting from it. And it could be literally your neighbor profiting from it. And yet we silence the movie. We have bigger problems going on than aliens, right? Yeah, you're starting to sound like to... Cons- conspiracy theorists, dude. Brother. So when it comes to aliens, I would prefer the flat earthers to be right or the robot pigeons <laughs> than, than aliens. Birds aren't real, right? <laughs> Birds aren't real, bro. Yeah. <laughs> robot pigeons for life. Um, yeah. So a little background. Uh, there was a congressional hearing today. Um, several members of the the House were involved in it. Uh, and it was a discussion uh, from uh, with a with a whistleblower. I guess. I don't know if you would call him a whistleblower yeah, or no, if he's you... under he's under uh, an actual hearing um, um, for being a whistleblower. So his his claims are that that not only does our government have um, have evidence of extraterrestrial uh, spacecraft of some sort or you know unidentified. Craft. I don't know if they're going to call them spacecraft yet, uh, but they. Uh, this guy is also making claims that the um, that we have we have bio um, we have bio- biological Carbon evidence based type evidence of some kind of some sort of uh, extraterrestrial beings, and so you got to ask yourself. And Rachel and I were talking about this before the the show, but like. You got to ask yourself, like, why are they showing this to us? You know, like, why is this the focus of Congress, especially with the abortion thing? Obviously, you know, we have our neighbors, we're slaughtering children for the sake of science and and for the sake of population control or just the sake of convenience. Why is the government deciding to hold these hearings publicly uh, and talk about this as opposed to, say, releasing the classified documents over the assassination of JFK, you know, uh, several decades ago, you know, they're still not releasing that, but we're going to talk about aliens in Congress. So I got, so I got two theories, right? So, um, there, there's been talks in the, uh, alien believing like circles that Mm -hmm. the government has slowly been introducing populations to the idea of aliens over time with sci-fi, um, uh, and even our advances in technology exploding the way it did, which it has never done as fast as it has in all of human history. Um, yeah. So uh, the theory is is that the government has slowly been introducing aliens to us, even though they've known it over time, in order to prevent mass hysteria across uh, the globe. Okay, right? that's one, um, one thought process, sure. Yeah, so, there, yeah, so there's that. Um, and then the other part is that... Uh, this actually isn't about aliens. It's more about um, actual national security, that somebody else has developed technology that is far beyond than what, what we're currently uh, producing. And we need to capture that, reverse engineer it, um, and figure out what we need to do to protect ourselves on, uh, you know, on a national level. Uh, well, global level, really. Um, so you... I don't know, man. Like, I, I really see everything they're doing, this whole having a central base for um, explaining the phenomena that are going on with UA, 
um, um, UFOs and what is it called? UA, uh, UAPs. UAPs. Yeah, UAPs. Um, so with UAPs and having a place where they can talk about it without there being this uh, stigma of you being crazy, right? Like we need to be able to centralize that information um, and see see what's out there so that we can be prepared for it. All of this is because of that stupid balloon, mm-hmm. right? The balloon going across, we we failed as an administration. We failed as a as a uh, national security force, as a, a Department of Defense force. We we did nothing, right? Um, and we weren't prepared for it, and it, it showed a lot of vulnerabilities within the uh, American defenses. So that sounds like a standard GI Joe answer, though. I'll be honest with you. That sounds you, like you just want the conspiracy. And I'm not going to give it to you. I well, flat Earth is real. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily want the conspiracy, but what I do think that I, I want is I want our brothers and sisters to not be deceived. And Mm. that is, I think that's the main goal that I have. Uh, and probably why I listen, you know, I consider these conspiracies in, in some ways, um, you know, again, asking the question, why is this being talked about now? That sound, everything that you said could very well be the truth. It's, we are finding that another country somewhere has technology that we don't have, that we're unfamiliar with. Um, right now it is considered extraterrestrial in the sense that it's unknown to us. Uh, it's unknown in the sense that, um, we don't have that technology. So if, if that exists, how safe are we? Um, not like they care about our borders anyway, but if they do, you know, sure. How safe are we from some sort of um, spying being done on us or happening to us? Um, I I tend to kind of lean just more on the spiritual side of things, you know, mm. look thinking about the the spiritual forces in high places, the principalities. Uh, Such the, a GI Jesus answer. Gee, I love it. I would prefer government issued Jesus answer, right? Like I, um, because if at the end of the day, like my faith is in Christ alone. And my faith is that just like the, the Bible verse that we started this podcast on, um, God is in control of all things and he's created all things. And, and no matter what happens to this country or another country, um, God is well aware of it and, and, uh, you know, he allows certain things to happen. And so, but let's take that further. what about not just in this country or the next country, but in this world versus the next world. Right. So in him and through him, all things were created. Right. So we, we have a, we have an issue. We, we do have a, a fundamental issue with scripture. If there are beings outside of earth, right. I don't think we do. Ooh, I, 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 no, I don't okay. think that we have a fundamental issue with scripture because I, I think it, and as easy as, uh, as easy of an answer as this sounds, I think that that is, um, it is the demonic, it is a demonic influence that is, that is going to be manifest because Satan's time is limited he knows his time the demons know their time you know when they saw jesus before he cast them into the pigs what did he what did the the demon say are who are you know why are you here son of man are you here to to torment us before the time so they're aware 
in yeah. some way that there's a coming judgment that will be upon not only us as the created humans, but also upon the angelic beings that have rebelled. Yeah, I don't think we see anywhere in scripture where demons create, right? Where Satan creates anything from scratch, though, right? From so scratch, you, no, but yeah, manifesting but like, right, in the right, sense of a delusion right, right. or a deception, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, you know, he appears as an angel of light. I mean, look, what if these, what if, let's, let's say, let's go the conspiracy. I, I liked your government answer. That's fine. And, and, and that, that may, and I'm okay with that. If that's the answer, if that's the, well, the, the there situation. There is a third point, And you pointed it out that it is yeah. like the demonic influences that are starting to push another narrative to keep us distracted, to keep us warring against ourselves, to keep us under fear and control. Yeah. Um, to keep us from so worshiping we, Yahweh. It, it, I was just so that we stop worshiping Yahweh. Yep. Yeah, so what it, like let's look at two possibilities here. Now, in the conspiracy side of things, I think there you can say uh, one is just a giant government psyop that is uh, used for distraction for the purposes of distracting against. There's a lot of unrest in our country. There's a lot of people that are very unhappy with the way that things are going. Um, this could be. Um, this could be some sort of way to get everybody to be on board with a global government or, you know, world economic forum type. Uh, I don't want to go, you know, it's like, it sounds so boomer for me to say that. Like I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, but um, to push us to say, Hey, a new world order. Yes. A new world order uh, in this, in the sense of, uh, you know, not a premillennial thing, maybe a premillennial thing. Who knows? Maybe this, this, maybe this is what's going to happen. You know, maybe postmillennialism is a pipe dream, but uh, maybe the premillennialists were right, and we're going to go into a one-world government. You think the rapture is like in like Thessalonians four is like aliens abducting us? You think that's it's abductions? I'm joking. I mean, <laughs> you're actually trying to get like no. But, so here's here's I'm what a, Jesus in the sky. <laughs> but wouldn't that be what people would say though, if a whole bunch of people uh, all of a sudden disappeared from the earth? Yeah, they'd say, "Well, look, there's this. We we've acknowledged that there's aliens. These aliens have been doing this. Maybe this is the long game on the demonic end to say uh, when." When the rapture happens, which I don't believe will, I don't think that it's very biblically sound, but let's just say, play along with that and say that it happens that way. Um, you know, the demons would very easily be like, right, we're going to prepare the long game. Like the Christians are on onto us, right? God's people are onto us. They know what's going to happen. And so let's, let's convince them over time with the long game that when that happens, uh, now we've solidified that it, it is in fact some sort of extraterrestrial thing. Uh, that took place, you know. Um, well, I do want to walk us through like a little thought experience and yeah. experiment and talk through this. So, th I, I want to start by saying um, the reason I believe there's a fundamental issue in Scripture with the with um, aliens being real, like tangible, right? Evidence, like actual, actual other created things. terrestrial um, beings that live on another planet that are visiting our planet is because. The Bible is about the redemption of mankind, the redemption of the Imago Dei, right? It's about God creating us in his image. We fell through his son, we're redeemed, right? It's, it's human-centric in the sense that it's about him bringing us back into the fold with him, his, his beloved creation. And through that, all of creation is redeemed 
and Bible even says that the creation longs for the day, right? Yeah. Um, that we that judgment occurs so that it can be restored to its rightful rightful place without the chaos of tornadoes and hurricanes and volcanoes and all earthquakes and all these things that cause this natural evil. Um, it, it is about the redemption of mankind and somehow that, or well, through that, God receives glory for either in like eternal uh, position that the believer and non-believer find themselves in, right? God finds glory through both his justice and his love and mercy. So if we have aliens, um, the only thing I can see in scripture is that uh, go forth and make disciples of all nations. Right, <laughs> so right. All nations Let's evangelize now, those aliens. It means the universe at that point, right? We evangelize right. aliens. And the reason we would have to do that, uh, as I pointed out uh, a minute ago when we opened up with scriptures, that through him and in him and for him, all things were created, right? Um, he, he created all things. All of creation belongs to him. And if there are beings out there that are sentient, and those beings have an ability for moral capacities um, where they're making, you know, good and bad decisions, right? Or potentially they are still sinning, right? Just because um, look, God's, God's moral, uh, well, his, the objective morality of who God is extends beyond just the earth. It goes through all creation. Right. right? The entire universe bows before his, his authority, right? And he is the moral... Um, he is our like moral standard, so aliens would also be held to those same standards. Maybe not the the laws of Moses in the sense of um, all 613 laws, right? Um, but they would fall under at least the Ten Commandments, right? Those things would still be well because God's true. law would still rule. Like gravity Every, still exactly. is a thing, you know. The yeah. the second law of thermodynamics is still a thing, you know. It's like these these things that are plain in nature exist. And I like what you said outside of Earth. If that's the case, if these sentient beings exist, um, then they are still under Yahweh. Mm -hmm. They're still so, guided by Yahweh. So the or, so I think. I think the idea of aliens is a threat to the cross because then we have to ask ourselves, did Jesus only die for us or did he die for them as well? Was it just mankind that he died? Yeah. That, Jesus, that God sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him could extend beyond human beings, right? But that yeah. doesn't mean it extends to animals. Right. right. So if these things aren't made in the Imago Dei, just on a different planet, they look like us but are different. Um, right. If they actually look like things off of the predator and alien, um, like – those aren't human. Those aren't made in his image. So right. do, are we at war with those things or do we, you know, do if, if dogs be, became moral agents, like do right. we now try to get them to believe in Jesus as well? Like what right. it, it, it begins, everything begins to, it begins to spiral out of control. Right. So I, I, I think it's a threat to the cross in a nutshell like jesus came yeah. and he died for us because it, does that mean they have a jesus of their own planet and there's two jesus's well, well maybe it's the maybe heresy. it's the mormons coming back maybe maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's a faithful mormon that had his own planet yeah. and gave birth to spirit or, babies or he rebelled against his planet and came to a different more uh a, a different uh, pre celestial mormon eternal right. mormons 
planet. I don't know how their whole thing works. Nephilim. Nephilim works, Isaac. I think um, the the idea of of angels and demons is by the way, like I, I sent you that text message where I was reading scripture yeah. and I was just like, oh, everything Drew was right for me. Yes, I used <laughs> to be a I, I still don't believe in modern day possession. Um, but if they if they are as active as they were in the first century and even prior to um, to where demons, fallen angels were actually creating or uh, displaying themselves as deities and people were worshiping, human beings were worshiping these false idols, which were actual manifest yeah. or demons manifesting themselves. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I mean, I obviously think to me, that's the most that consistent. Text, in that text message from Deuteronomy, like it, it very clearly said it. It, it's like these these false idols are demons. It, those, if you read it plainly, yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I was I I I concede I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I appreciate. Well, what a thank you for thank you for humbling yourself, Logan, and uh, being willing to be to be no. corrected and and learn more. I mean, I think that that's really what <laughs> the Lord. I mean, look, I wasn't, dude. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know any on the podcast that I was on when I uh, I was on Justin Van Riper's podcast mm-hmm. uh, talking about the Nephilim, and uh, I I would have thought anybody that referred to the Nephilim was some you know nut job that was like that had some really bad old school website, some some GeoCities Yahoo website where the cursor is you know sparkly and like you know when you build your own MySpace page. Uh, you know, those guys were the ones that were talking about the Nephilim and, uh, and, and, but now I'm at the point where, uh, I had a a good enough tutor through Dr. Michael Heiser to, to really open my eyes to see that there's just so much more to, to God's story. And RIP Mikey. Yeah. Well, he's, 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 he knows exactly what this is. Yeah. What's up? uh, What's up, Alex? Yeah. So, um, but I, I think that uh, I, I think it seems consistent with Scripture that so we we're talking about this this these delusions and this deception, man. I mean, there is there is a verse in the Bible I keep referring to. I keep thinking back, and whenever all this stuff happens, um, you know that uh, such a great delusion would would come upon the earth that even if possible, the elect themselves. If it were possible, they would be deceived. Mm. Well, what, wouldn't what you were saying about finding out that there is a sentient life force out there that has their own God or they have their own thing, like, wouldn't that really lead away so many people that are, are you know, feeble in their faith? Yeah, uh, I, I had a, I mean, I was a kid when this gentleman said this, so um, my dad used to be a framer, so... Uh, one of the guys he worked with, they were talking about aliens one night, and he said, if that's the case, and he grabs my Bible off the table, and he's like, this goes out the window, and he literally threw it on the table, right? Mm. Um, and it's never left my mind. And I'm like, why? Why mm. would that mean if it, if there is aliens, this Bible, the, the Word of God becomes false, right? Because it doesn't talk about it. Well, technically, it doesn't need to. It's just the, and basically how he's redeeming us doesn't need right. to tell us how he's redeeming other life forms. Now, if, if once again, man, is there two Jesuses? Did Jesus die on a different planet also? Did he die in, on all these planets simultaneously at the, like, did, no. 
No, that right. you find yourself in a Trinitarian heresy if you believe that. Um, right. now, yes, he can be um, omnitemporal, omnipresent. All those things are very true, um, but not the incarnate Christ at that moment. So did he go, did, was he born again on other planets at different time frames and redeemed those people? Um, are those people made in the Imago Dei? It, it, you find yourself just spiraling. Yes. Um, it, it becomes very difficult. Now, I mean, I think the approach of um, Matthew 28 will, will work, right? If we do find that and they don't know Christ and we bring them Christ. I, I am absolutely convinced that Jesus Christ is who he said he was and that through him, yes, all hope, there is, there, that there is actually hope for mankind because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no hope outside of that. If Jesus did not, if Jesus was just a crazy man and he died, then he died for nothing and the world believed a lie. It still means we just die, and all this is for nothing. And if that's the case, then I'm I am a, a psychopathic, delusional person because I have seen the workings of Christ in my life. Yeah, I mean, He has changed me and given me compassion in places that I never had compassion. He has um, given me a love for His people that I I never normally had. Uh, you know. All of these things about loving my wife and my family and leading them and, and doing all of those things, like those are, those come from a place that I know is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that is leading me into good works, righteous works, because yeah. He's guiding my steps and He's changed this heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And so, it's if if all of that is is untrue, then then. Myself and millions of people throughout the world and history, we, we are psychotically delusional. Hmm. And that's, I don't think that that's, that doesn't seem logical. That I, can't, I can't accept that. I can't fathom that. Because um, I see psychotically delusional people in real life, and, and I'm like, but that's harm, not. Harm. Well, so the difference is harm occurs. Right. Yes. When so there's there is this uh, a symptom people can be diagnosed with, it, which is uh, over religion, over religiosity. Right. Where um, like fundamentalism, like Westboro well, Baptist types, where the the um, stereotypes of the Christian faith are mm. over um, exaggerated within a person's mind. Right, demons, angels, mm. where they're seeing them, they're talking to them. Um, something's actually broken there, and it's causing harm. Right, so I can see that argument where it's like, oh, I can see harm occurring from people that believe in Jesus. But when you see a drug addict give up his drugs and turns away from that, and he's filled with joy, or somebody who's down on their luck, but they still put a smile on their face because they know that Christ loves them, that those are good things manifesting in that individual's life. That isn't a delusion, right? Now, true, right. people can die for something they believe to be true, right? Which we see that happen all the time when people burn themselves at protests, right? The monks that did that um, in Tibet. Um, but you don't see people, and this is what one of the evidences for the Gospels being true, is that you don't see people die for something they know is a lie, that they know is not true. Right. Right? We see people, we saw the apostles give their life for something they believe to be true. So it wasn't a conspiracy that they hid the body or they stole it. I, I Christ has to have been who he said he was. The whole right. world changed, literally. Times changed. Like democracy came from 
like the Protestant Reformation. Yeah. Like obviously there were some bad things that occurred because sinners are still sinners regardless if they've right. um, claimed to be a Christian or not. Right. We have the Crusades. We got the uh, the Spanish Inquisition. Like we got all these things um, that that are awful. Um, but at the end of the day, the world is progressively getting better because of Christianity. Right. And right now, look. And right now, it looks dark and dim in the United States, but in China, in the Middle East, it's it's beautiful, right? So, and even it, just on an individual level, <laughs> people, people, no, and and that's that's the hope that I that I that I really cling to because it is a hope outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it is see again, it's seeing the outer, outer workings of a, of a change that was made in me that 21 years ago, I was absolutely on a destruct self-destructing path. Um, I had no interest in a marriage. Uh, if I, you know, in my mind, if I was going to get married, uh, I was going to have a mistress. I was, you know, it, there was nothing serious about marriage in my mind. You know, there it, it was. I'm going to do it because that's what everybody else does. But I'm going to to seek pleasure for myself. I'm going to seek it in whatever I can. You know, whether it would have been drugs or alcohol or women, um, all of those things. Uh, that's the that was the the course that I was on, and it if there hadn't been a radical interruption of that course, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I would have 18 year old drew would have hated me would have hated 43 year old drew. He would have been like, there's no way ever that I'm going to be like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's, I, I know that, you know, you're just, people are just hearing my testimony. They're just hearing, you know, what I've been through. But I, I'm telling you, man, uh, uh, hands to God that I I was just a wicked, destructive human being. Chief that had of sinners. Chief of sinners with <laughs> no discretion and and no desire to please any anybody other than myself. Dude, I, I, I would think of ways to murder and rob and do all of these things towards people. I would have these thoughts in my head where, um, you know, I had, I committed murderous thoughts in my head. I murdered people in my heart. Uh, and, um, and it's, it's, that's so far removed from me now, you know, it's so far removed from anything that I would want to do. It actually disgusts me to think of that. And it wasn't because I've grown up and matured. I would never have grown up and matured had Jesus not changed my life. Yeah. It was a Damascus road experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Now you're sinless and you you haven't sinned since. So complete sinless regeneration. Perfect. perfect, Yep. Right. Um, Yep. Basically Jesus 2.0. Basically. And I, I can't believe people believe that, man. It's crazy. Oh yeah, sinless perfectionism. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's uh, it's bonkers to me. I mean, I get, I get it in a way. I get it. I mean, you could, you they make arguments about, you know, Christ forgiving us of our sin, washing us uh, clean, but they just they don't take into consideration all of the. Um, admonition that Paul gives us in Scripture about the battle against the flesh. About yeah. there's this, there's a constant war. You want to do what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do what you want to do, and it's uh, 
it's never ending, man. Yeah, man. So, what you thinking? You believe in aliens? So I think, think it's think de- they're out there. I think it's demons. <laughs> I genuinely think I genuinely think it's demons. I think All right, that. Hold, uh, pause, pause. Before Michael Kaiser. Um, I would have said demons too before no, okay, Michael still, Heiser. Still I would have said demons. Yeah, demons, I would have. I would have probably held more of the view of what you said about well, if there are these sentient beings on other planets, uh, they need to be evangelized too. You know, I would have probably mm. thought through that and had that kind of opinion on it. Uh, but considering you know what I think, how angry that these demonic rebels are against God. Um, and, and they will go to all of these lengths, including possessing people, uh, at least, you know, specifically during the time of, of Christ. Um, but I, I think that there are a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of biblical accounts in the canon of Scripture that gives me confidence that there is a, um, a real war going on in the supernatural and, uh, and that these beings will try to deceive us to pull us away from Christ. I love it. Pelagians be wild. <laughs> That's awesome. Pelagians, um, yeah. So, I guess I, I guess I would have to take the stance that it. Okay, so say we did have to uh, evangelize, uh, like Jesus is coming back when the whole world finally hears, right? Does that mean the universe now? And how do we then we then we need to make efforts to create spaceships to start reaching these places. Sure. And it'd be Christians doing that. Once again, Christians advancing. The uh, new Pilgrims, Pilgrims (laughs) 2.0. Pilgrim, yeah. The USS Mayflower. Dibs, I'm calling mine the Puritan. It's going to be great. Um, We got to colonize, boys. I guess guess you'd have to take a stance that, um, well, say say the, the universe is billions of years old at that point, right? Like I imagine we would take an evolution. Well, maybe not an evolutionary uh, stance, theistic evolutionary old, stance, at least yeah, at least a, uh, old earth theory. Right. And so for billions of years, these people have been, these people, these, uh, non human humans, um, have been dying, um, uh, without Christ. Right. So I would take the same stance I did as if somebody, they're still sinners, even if they they were never told about the gospel. They would still, God would still rain His justice out as He sees fit, right? Um, what if we what if we take the aliens in a different way, right? What if what if we eventually what if you know Elon Musk finally succeeds right before he dies that we put human beings on Mars, right? Like, and these people lived there for several years, right? Are we now are we now trying to reach these Martians? I mean, they are still people made in the Imago Dei, descendants right. of Adam. Um, so I imagine yes, right? Um, so hopefully, if this is perhaps thousand years from now, perhaps we don't um, we don't get real space exploration and settling until we come into a Christian nationalist type uh, pursuit world. Yeah, and so and and that kind of goes in with what Cody was just asking that I posted uh, up there. Do you think that we'll be able to visit space in eternity? Um, you know, if there are planets no. that are no. You don't think so? No. Why not? All right. So, because I think that would require us to have abilities that we don't have now. Okay. I, I see it as an actual, um, like an actual uh, resurrection. 
it's this right. body. But well, I would agree with that. But they said right. we're going to be like Christ, and Christ did appear to groups of people and seemingly like came out of nowhere, like came mm-hmm. into existence, um, you know, th- in places, uh, you know, yeah. that but were I mean, spread apart. I, I think that's taking a huge leap, though. Right? You're saying we're going to be like Christ in His uh, deity-like form, right? Like in His in, in His character. His his attributes as God, we we can't be transcendent, or, and we can't. We, well, we, if it's even is in it really transcendent, transcendent, is it really transcendence though? Outside of time, when time no longer exists, is there? I mean, well, uh, true. Uh, so I, you're right. I misspoke. Um, we won't have omnipresence. Omni. We won't be omnipresent. Agreed. I, I agree. Right. We won't be omnipresent so, for sure. Right. So he could take us those places. I mean, I, right. I mean, imagine that's possible. And I think we could learn about it in a way that is uh, magnificent. That we can spend all of eternity learning about space with perfection. Right. We would know it to be true. What we're learning is fact, not science uh, and hypothesis. Right. Where we're just creating theories. Um, right. We just know that you know Saturn is made of the, the dimensions of Saturn is this, right? And we can see it, experience right. it. Um, but I, I, I think we—it's we'll, an actual resurrection in a new heaven and a new earth where the two um, touch, and God's throne is seated. Um, yeah, I mean that's back to Eden. That's the idea of right. of the the sacred space of the garden, the the first temple of God, uh, the place where God and man interacted. Seemingly, um, there was there was travel at least uh you know the, the the lord would walk with them uh in in the garden and so i think that um mm. yeah it's it's well cody, kind of, yeah go ahead real quick cody what, what is your like what is your idea of heaven because i feel like the question kind of gives to this idea of like in in the sky kind of thing like floaty bodies yeah. which goes into bgd's question yeah. He says, uh, "Is new New Jerusalem an eternal state on Earth or heaven or new on its own?" I kind of I don't know what your position is on this, Logan, but um, I kind of think it's going to be a renewal of the current planet, uh, in the sense of new heaven and new Earth uh, being that uh, you know we we will ex- exist. We will have cities. I think I think we'll have we will have dwelling places. Uh, there will be streets and roads. There will be a throne where the Lord will sit. Uh, it, you know that he he will be. There'll be no need for a sun because his presence will be the light for everyone. Um, yeah. So I I really think. Look, I mean, I think we have to take our our existence on this earth during this time uh, as a preparation god is preparing us for whatever we are to do in eternity and so um i don't i think there are some people out there that think well we just forget about all this stuff and we start over new i don't that, that doesn't make sense to me what's the purpose of the human experience yeah, uh, the redemptive with that. I, I agree with you there yeah so i i see it as you know we we may not we, you know we won't have marriage in heaven and the angels don't marry, but I think that I will know who my wife on earth was. I think I'll see my sister in Christ, uh, that I was married to on the earth that I had children with, uh, and I'll know who she was. I'll know, um, I'll, we will have memories of, of this. 
Um, because we, our bodies, these current bodies stop existing, but our, our spirits, uh, our souls are limited to what our physical functions are right now. And so outside of out, when we're outside of that and we're, we become incorruptible as, as, as we are told through scripture, um, we will have a, a, a clearer understanding of the truth, understanding of history, understanding of who God is and understanding of his redemptive plan. Like it, it'll, that's how I can have confidence. If, if my best friend doesn't get saved uh, and I go and I, I'm before the Lord and I say, Hey, where's, where's Rob? Uh, and I'll know why Rob isn't there and I'll understand God's redemptive plan in that. And I'll still glorify him otherwise or in, in as well. Yeah, so for for all of you watching, those of you like you know probably laying in your bed eating Oreos or whatever y'all do at <laughs> night, which would be weird if you're doing that. So stop it. Um, just kidding. Oreos are great. Um, Randy Alcorn uh, wrote a book called Heaven, where he basically, in a lot of, uh, I mean, there there is some there has to be speculation because we can't know heaven, but he uses scripture to back up everything that he says. Um, that we will work we will have um in our glorified state we like so i'm a painter i love painting mm. um i i will be able to paint perfectly yeah right? and i will spend eternity painting new things yeah with new colors and things that i can see that i couldn't see before and create new things constantly um, with not being sculpt- bound to your brain's limitations exactly sculptors will still sculpt framers people who love building houses will still build um, it, you, your, whatever your purpose here on earth is and your, your abilities and talents, those are just magnified in heaven. Um, and I, I think we will work. We will, we will trade goods and services in a sense, um, where probably more like a bartering system than it is a currency, but where, where we come and dine at table together every day. Yeah. Yeah. Where we come and eat together, where it's a collectivist society not an individualistic society. True, that, true communism without the sin. <laughs> yeah, true socialism without the right, without the sin, right? Yeah, uh, without the fallen state of us. Um, we're 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 literally carry the guy that loves planting and growing things is right. growing stuff for the garden that we will all sit at table and eat. Jesus says that we will, um, people will come from far and wide to dine at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. Um, what is that? Like, think about that. They're coming from far and wide, right? So, and this is in like a, a heavenly state. So we, we're, we're traveling to just sit with them wherever they live. You know what I mean? And we're coming to learn and then we're going to see, you know, hang out with another father of the faith. We're going to, you know, see Moses um, and how, uh, how that story went. Tell me, tell me things from his perspective. Dude, like, there's so much, learning. so much to experience and learn. I mean, eternity is not going to be boring. Not at all. It's just, it's not. I mean, you get to, I kind of think of it and, and I, I hope, I hope it's true. You know, it, this is, this is definitely a philosophical fantasy uh, in, in, as a, as a Christian, but you know, have you, have you seen Ready Player One, the movie? I love it. So, you know, when, when they go into the archives to watch the historical things that happened with Bushnell yeah. and I, I hope that we that there is a historical archive that we can access to learn about the things that we knew about on earth Mm. to be able to learn them in their perfected state without any 
uh, propaganda or influence without any uh, narrative side, but we literally get to see the way it happened um, and to understand, you know, maybe the thought, like what was Jacob thinking when- And like the web consequences that come from things, right? Yes. I I I think we will see our sin um, and know our sin, but it only is going to bring us uh, grief in the sense of us coming to the cross, not bringing us grief where we cry about it and we, we yeah. feel hopeless. In the sense it, of we, redemption, like I was redeemed yeah. from that. Yeah, like where we look at it and like, dude, all my all my lustful pursuits and you still saved me. Yes. Like, and, and seeing like that in, 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 in preference or understanding of a holy God. Right in the two way and out, like I, why? Why did you save me? Yeah, I, you know. So it's not that I'm going to cry about it, where there's no tears in heaven, right? But like, where I'm going to look at my sin and go, "Wow, you are so good. I yeah. don't deserve you." Yeah, you know what I mean. I think about that so much, man. I, I maybe it's my age as I'm getting older with my kids, you know, growing up and thinking about the sadness of of the sadness that they will experience when, when I go on to be with the Lord. Um, same with, you know, when my, with, when my mother passes, when my, when my father passes, they're, they're getting older. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, I think it's just, you, you come to, there, there's so much peace in Christ in that. Like I can't imagine going through the trauma or tragedy of the loss of a child without having the peace of the Lord in me. Um, because it's going to be hard as a believer with the peace yeah. of God. How do people manage uh, when they don't have that? And uh, I really do think that, you know, just like with the concept of the already and not yet, with us being in eternity, being saved, you know, we are saved already, but we're not yet there. I think that people that are wicked, that are on their way to hell, are experiencing hell already and not yet. Like the, this life that they, this life is full of misery and loneliness and emptiness and wickedness that is not fulfilling. And it's a constant pursuit of the flesh and of our desires. And, uh, and it never gets fulfilled because they have no peace. Uh, that is an already not yet part, you know, experience of hell. And, and, and that should motivate us as believers to evangelize even more. Like, look, get saved, like know Christ, know the peace of God so that you can, you can live in eternity with him. You don't have to go. Um, and you, you know, you, you trust in the Lord that he draws the people, the right people, and there'll always be the right people because the God puts people in our lives, you know, for good, for good and nefarious purposes for his will to be completed. So, um, but man, we should, we should have that passion to evangelize the lost. Um, I think of the watchman, the watchman in Ezekiel, you know, when, when, when they, the, the attacking army is, is at the gates. If the watchman doesn't warn the people, it's on your hands, the 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 blood blood of the people is on your hands. And that's again, what motivates me to go out to do the, um, the abortion mill evangelizing. Cause I just, you're not going to win them all. They're not all going to, they're not all going to hear it, but man, if there's one, if there's just one, then it's worth it, you know, and that's just, I think that's the best way for us to, to go forward and to, to live in Christ. Yeah, man. 
Awesome. Well, it looks like we're wrapping up anyway. We're at about an hour. So um, why don't you, I did, I think I did the gospel last time. Uh, yeah. You are, it's all up to you. Let's hear what you yeah, got. Did, did Russ give the gospel? No. Remember we, we decided yeah. it's just going to be us. <laughs> From here on, just in, just in case. <laughs> We've had some guests in the past before. If you've watched some of our older videos that uh, we probably should have a better prepared that, Hey, you're going to present the gospel and then B, do you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tree. God, it's, it's like a tree. <laughs> it's like planted what? by the water. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, yeah, nice seeing you too, brother. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll do the gospel call time. So I'm gonna try to wing this one. Um, see if I can make this work. I've been kind of thinking through it in my head, and I just um, so the Bible is about three trees, right? There's <laughs> I just made it a reference wait to a second. trees. Wait a minute. Wait a I'm minute. <laughs> Hang on a second. Do we need to discuss this offline? <laughs> Yeah, no, but I'm being serious. So the Bible's about three trees. Um, so there's the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and there's the tree of life. Um, a man made the mistake of eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil um, when they were told not to by a holy God. Um, and so what God did is he cut them off from the tree of life, right? He put an angel between them. Uh, with a flaming sword and separated them, separated them permanently from the tree of life. And man began to suffer because of that. We sinned, we fought, we warred, uh, we hurt each other, um, we caused a lot of harm to this world and ourselves. And there was a promise given to us when uh, man left the Garden of Eden. And the promise was is that one day, there, there will be a seed from the woman, and it will trample over, um, it will bruise the head of the serpent that deceived Adam and Eve. And that, and that seed was hung on a tree. And it was a curse for any man to be hung on a tree. And that curse was the curse that we deserve, the punishment we deserve. And he, the seed of the woman, Christ, bore that curse for us. He became the curse so that we didn't have to, so that we can once again be in the presence of the tree of eternal life. That's right. And we have access to it. And when you think of it in this in this this concept of these three trees and how um, God is just using this entire storyline to glorify, oops, to glorify Himself um, through us, right? We get an we get an opportunity. To participate in in the story that he has created, um, and if you don't know that that Jesus could actually bear the curse that you deserve, all your sins being laid on that tree um, for you, I, I pray that you do come to know that and truly believe it. Earlier in the episode, I said that I am completely convinced that Christ is who He says He was. Amen. Because if He's not, if He was just a lunatic or if He was a liar, and He wasn't Lord. I'm going to bear that curse. Or say there's no God. He doesn't exist. Well, all of this is for nothing. Your existence is for nothing. And the world is actually in chaos. But we know that not to be true. 
It's right. not in chaos. We act a certain way. We act as if we know in our hearts, in our subconscious, that there is a God. Romans 1 tells us that, that we know there's a God, but we, we choose to not believe it. So Christ is who he said he was, and there is hope for you, and your sins can be laid at that cross. Right? It can be laid at the foot of that tree, and you don't have a curse on you anymore, but you are fully redeemed and you're clothed in his righteousness and i pray you understand that and i pray that the holy spirit reveals that to you so that you can live in assurance and live in peace knowing that you have a god who loves you and that's the tree that's the tree metaphor <laughs> amen get saved guys <laughs> trust in jesus he's the only way there's no peace without christ turn turn from your sin the forgiveness can be found in Jesus and Jesus alone. All right, guys, that'll uh, wrap up episode 42. Real quick. You said next episode was on Betsy. The Loch Ness monster. Like that's what we're doing next. Well, you know, we I would say that we should, I would, I'd be happy to do flat earth. I'm not a flat earther, but I've heard some really good flat earth arguments. Um, oh. But we, uh, no, if you want to hear more about the supernatural stuff, there is a great podcast called The Haunted Cosmos that I highly recommend. It's very good. Um, and they do talk about a lot of supernatural stuff. They're two reformed guys. Uh, one of them, uh, well, one of them's a pastor and he's also a musician. Um, but they do a great show. Uh, they talked about the Skinwalker Ranch. They talked about aliens and Bigfoot and UFOs and um, all of these other things. Uh, fantastic and, and very thought provoking to listen to. Uh, if you guys want to find us, uh, we are on Spotify and YouTube. All of our videos are there. Just look for The Doctrines of Rad. Logan and I are both on Twitter as well. I'm there as The Doctrines of Rad, and Logan is Carrie Boxing LXB. Oh, something. something. I'm something. Did I'm, you just I'm make not. that up? Was that like an I, old Twitter that you decided? Yeah, that was or? an old name. Oh. Back when I was going to be an Olympian. Never Aww. happened. I'm a failure. Well, you're a champion to your family, so that's all that really matters. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah, you got it, buddy. They All right, well, we're, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see you guys uh, next episode in a couple weeks for episode forty three. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you later. See. Ya.